In this episode of the Let's Talk About Life podcast, we discuss the difference between content and art, our thoughts on Gary Vaynerchuk, and try to answer the very difficult question of, is quality or quantity the better option? I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. So as the title suggests, our opening question, quality or quantity? Take it away, Harrison. Yeah, well, we're going to we're going to jump right off the bat with uh, <laughs> this is the first episode uh, that if you're watching the video that we've done, uh, we've got multiple angles. We've got different camera angles. Hey, hey. Hi. Um, Hi. <laughs> so I think that I mean, that answers our question right off the bat here. Yep. <laughs> we're we're definitely into the quality. Um at least, at least the two of us. And, uh, but we've got some thoughts on this. I think it's a really interesting topic and I wanted to bring it up because I've been thinking about it. The first person I think for both of us that comes to mind. So let's say it together. Gary, Gary V. v. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, if you're not familiar with, with who Gary V is, he runs a, he runs a production company. You know, actually you could, you should explain it because I don't. Yeah, so Gary Vaynerchuk is a, a serial entrepreneur. He runs VaynerMedia, which is a full scale advertising marketing company based in New York. And they, that's just one of the companies. He also has like VaynerX, Vayner NFT. He's huge on social media. He's just doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, he is very famous and infamous for some of the things that he says pertaining to content and at what scale we need to be producing Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and actually if you do know who gary vaynerchuk is as a little aside i actually worked for vaynermedia i worked for gary for a little while this year and so i feel like i can bring in an interesting perspective Mm -hmm. having been someone who started off hating gary vaynerchuk who grew to love him and i still and i still do love him like i take everything he says with a grain of salt i still do love him and then having worked for him, having left that, I feel like I can bring a rounded perspective. But anyways, that's for later. Yeah. Continue, Harrison. Well, you said take everything with a grain of salt. And that's my thing. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm going to see if I can find a, a find a video or like a little snippet or something to put in here. Um, cue mm-hmm. snippet of Gary Vee. The number one variable of growing your business in this room that is practical, achievable, doable, is how serious you take making content on the internet. Until you start making dozens of videos, pictures, and written articles a week, you will continue to leave an extraordinary amount of money on the table. You know, you get, you get the vibe, right? Like he's, he's very like, he has his ways and he knows that he's gonna be blunt. That's him, he knows himself. He's very, he, he definitely knows himself. However, I personally have a little bit of a problem with like, he's very popular, but he's always like, there's one video and I'll see, maybe that's the one I just showed you if I could find it where he was like, like you need to be posting at least seven TikToks a day to like blow up. And he, this is his thing. And it's since we're talking about quality over quantity, it's why we're bringing him up because he's very much like the more you fail, the better you'll do. But posting seven TikToks a day, which I want to get Amir to talk about in a second, um, is, is unattainable. And when you're doing that, let's say that, for example, um, or let me reel it back a little bit. Real funny joke. Um, <laughs> is... You know, let's go with YouTube, okay? Hmm. Amir and I both make YouTube videos. Um, Amir's been doing it a little longer, and you were more consistent with it for a while. We're both trying to do about once a week for a while, right? 
uh, one video a week, which is like, cool. If, if you do any research on, let's say the YouTube algorithm or like how to grow your channel, it's like consistency, right? Keep making videos. Some are going to suck. Fine. That's how life works, right? Um, and then you'll, you'll figure out your flow, whatever. However, what I found and Amir also found, and then we're going to talk about this, is that like when you're trying to pump out one a week, the quality is less. And I think contrary to Gary V's belief and a lot of the, um, I don't know, like short form video content culture at the moment, it's all like more, 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 more. The more you can make, the better it is, the better of a quote unquote content creator you are, right? So now that's where that term comes into play also, which I don't align with because then it's like you are focused on creating content. I recently have been referring to myself as an artist. That's the word I like. And I've been exploring that. Like, what does that mean to me? What does it mean to be an artist? To, to bring art to life into the world. And I don't think that you can bring high quality art into the world by pumping out a video every week or seven TikToks a day. I think that the quality will um, fail. And I think long-term, we're talking long-term, like YouTube's probably gonna be around for a while, right? TikTok may dip down. Long-term, the better quality videos, if Amir puts out, you know, he just put out a new video, it's super high quality. It's like a mini short film. It's nine minutes, right? It's like a nine minute short film. If if you would have just thrown that together, it may not like stand the test of time, but a good piece of art will stand the test of time. And that's why I think that quality is more important than quantity. And that's where I'm at. Now it's your turn. Let's go. <laughs> mm -hmm, totally. <laughs> I agree with a lot of the things that you said. And I also disagree on some points, just a little bit. But I think I, I, I'm definitely with you on the same page here. <sighs> Where to start? I know. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll go to the weekly content thing. Yeah, for a while at the start of the year, I said I would make a, a new YouTube video every single week and upload it on Friday. But that, I mean, I, I did that for like, what, four months, four or five months. But I very knowingly had to sacrifice quality for that. I knew that I wasn't shooting to my fullest potential in terms of my mm -hmm. editing, in terms of my writing, in terms of my delivery. I knew that I had to cut corners. And as an artist, knowing that you're cutting corners isn't the most gratifying feeling. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you're shooting below your potential just to meet an arbitrary metric in order to appease some intangible algorithm, mm -hmm. it it's unsatisfying as a creative but then on the flip side, mm -hmm. it's also part of the game. Mm -hmm. It's also part of the game that we're playing. Yeah. And I think someone who summed up my thoughts on this or someone who said something that I really like about this topic is Struthless. Mm -hmm. So is this um, from that, that uh, what's the video called? Is this the internet the video? The problem with the internet that yeah. no one is talking about. Everybody needs to watch this video. It. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. I love it. I sent it to Harrison like, what, two times? It's incredible. <laughs> two, times. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So basically... If I'm parsing, or, or maybe I should just cut it in myself. Just put it here because I yeah, feel like you can say it better. Yeah, we can just pop it in. We can just pop it in. By calling art content, our art is given a very specific purpose. Serve the algorithm set out by a handful of tech companies. Instead of creative exploration, these algorithms reward art that seek and hold attention. This is because this attention is the product that these media companies are selling. It's how they make money. Over time, by very much intentional design, the art becomes formulaic. The problem with calling art content is that it forces it into kind of this pigeonholed role. It needs to appease the algorithm. It needs to grab attention. Because mm -hmm. the, the primary goal of content is to grab attention. 
right? Because attention is what the platform monetizes. Attention is how Facebook is how Zuckerberg makes his money, right? But the purpose of art isn't always to grab attention. In fact, you know, it's often not <laughs> to grab attention. It's to bring you, well, it, it depends on what it is. So I can't mm -hmm. give a one, you know, uh, a blanket answer, but generally it's something usually thoughtful, something that kind of you need to sit with for a little bit, something that evokes an emotion, requires and challenges the recipient of that art. I think good art challenges the recipient if you think about it, right? But then when we force like, you know, our videos, our creations, you know, all these things that we do into this role of having to grab attention, then the platform morphs it into something that it wasn't originally intended to be. And that's yeah. not always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. That's not always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'll say this because, you know, you can end up, you can still have great artistic content. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be clear about that. You can still have great artistic content that grabs attention, yeah. serves the purpose of the algorithm, but then also serves creative expression. And obviously it's, it's a cop-out answer, but I think, you know, finding that balance and it's a deeply personal thing because what that balance of quality versus quantity looks like to you may look different mm -hmm. to me. You know, mm -hmm. I think I, I would, after just conversations, having worked at VaynerMedia and having, you know, spoken to clients and other creators as well, I definitely do lean a little bit more towards the quantity group, mm -hmm. just a touch more, but I still believe in quality. Mm -hmm. If you can get both together, fantastic. Yeah. But instead of quantity, I would more so say consistency. Yeah, that's fair. Right. So it's not about seven TikToks a day. Right. And I did that for a little while, but it's not How about, many did you, know, you do. I know you did a lot. Yeah, I think I, I think it was like five to eight, something like that. For how long? That like you were you were with this for a while, right? Yeah. Two or three months. Isn't it? Oh, my God. So how 2020. was what, well, what was that? We've talked about it, but mm -hmm. what was that experience like? Mm -hmm. um, what were you trying to reach? What happened when you got there? And. Mm -hmm. Um, how did it affect your personal life outside of TikTok? Mm. Ooh, you asking the good questions. <laughs> oh, Amir's TikTok I've... is in the is in the show notes, by the way, everybody. If you want to see, <laughs> so he's got go check out Amir like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't posted for the last two years uh, on there. Yeah, so tell us. I just wow. think this is a really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the word? Like case study on this topic because you literally mm -hmm. you literally did it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is I. I don't think I've ever actually talked about it in depth like this, dude. Thank you for asking. A little bit. I think you've mentioned it. Yeah, I've mentioned you it, but gone I haven't really We've talked about it. it. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where do I start? So I started doing that at the start of 2020. So January 2020. This is just after I had done probably the grindiest month of my life, which was December. And I was, you know, I was putting out. Actually, no, let's take it even further back. So before I was being consistent on TikTok, I was being super consistent on Instagram. Okay. This is for the last quarter of 2019. Here's what I was doing. So I was putting together a show. So I was putting together a show. I was also putting together an EP. So a show, an EP, while at the same time posting a beat every day on Instagram. Not just posting that you had to make those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. making a beat and yeah. making a beat and a video every day for Instagram. So EP, full show. So I need to plan out the production, the everything, because I was doing it from the ground up. And then also 
that beat a day thing. And that was the grindiest, most difficult month <laughs> of my life. But I enjoyed it. I really liked it. You know, that's where I was at the time. And I, I liked the grind. You know, I, I like that kind of thing. Um, but when it came to making a beat every day, it was such a fun challenge. It was mm. such a fun challenge trying to come up with something new every day. And I kind of willingly knew that it wouldn't be perfect, but but I'd be making progress. And so yes. I got better at making beats faster. Right. right. I got better at making beats faster. And so when I ended the challenge, because, you know, it got a little too much for me to bear, obviously, um, when I went back to make beats just on my own, on my own timeline, they were so much better. Mm -hmm. The pressure mm -hmm. of consistency of having to create something and pump it out every single time, like every single day, helped make me better so when i go back to perhaps a normal you know scenario a normal routine a normal pace the beats were much higher quality so i think quantity can create quality it's kind of like putting in the reps yes you know yeah, it's, yeah, it's difficult sure. you gotta you know push it and then at the end you know you can rest so there was that and then afterwards i moved on to tiktok where i started doing like you know posting five to eight tiktoks every single day and it was what was fun. your intent before you go into this? What was mm -hmm. your intent when you went into this? How many? Let's talk numbers. What was sure. what was kind of your follower count before you started all this? I have screenshots of this. I'll we don't need exact numbers. But... Yeah. So I started off the year at, you know, I think 5,000, 8,000 followers on TikTok. Okay. And my goal was to reach 100,000 by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I hit that goal by May. Yeah. Actually, no, I hit that goal by April. Quick though, yeah, real quick. April, yeah. So it happened really fast. So needless to say, it worked. You know, it got results. Uh, I think there's definitely merit in posting, in being consistent, and in you know pumping out as much as you can. And at the time, like honestly, sometimes I talk a little bit, like I talk a little down on my time about it. But I, honestly, I was having fun. Mm -hmm. I was I was really having fun. It wasn't too difficult in the sense that I was like, okay, let me just make whatever. Let me just make whatever shit post I want to make today. You know, mm -hmm. let me just do whatever uh, fun meme pops into my head. And I enjoyed myself. Um, but I think knowing that I was capable of doing more and not going for that and not realizing that was unsatisfying. Mm. It's unsatisfying as a creative to shoot below what you know you're capable of. Right. Right. Um, and so, wow, I'm really just trying to remember because it, it's kind of like blurry in my head now. I think, oh, here's what happened. So I did decide to go for quality. So I, I slowed down my pace a little bit around April or May, and I focused instead on making some high quality edited videos. So I made a video, like a mini vlog about LA. The editing was pretty great. Honestly, the transitions were on point. I made a video about spending time with my mom. You know, I made a video about how I became a vocal coach and I like spent time editing those videos. But at the very most, they got like 30,000 views. And at the time I was getting like 500, 700,000, like on a good video, give or take. So the good quality videos at that time ended up quote unquote flopping. So let's stay here for a second before you go on, mm -hmm. because this is what this is what I find really interesting. Because I, I've I've had the same experience for like, mm -hmm. what, eight years, however long I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. The stuff that I put the most effort into. Mm -hmm. And most, if you, you listen to most 
you know, creatives on the internet who are really putting time into this, not Charlie D'Amelio type people, but like, like mm -hmm. someone, you follow Cody Co, like the comedian, mm -hmm. you know, Co totally. so he, he recently made it, he's been pretty open about, you know, um, he's a comedian, if it, you don't know who he is, um, on YouTube. And, and he's been pretty open about feeling a little down about kind of YouTube and, and what to do. So he's like, I'm gonna try some new things. And he was like, I was really happy with this video. And then he put out his next video and it was something like kind of quick that the like stupid, dumb, and that one got a lot of views and the one before that you put a lot of time into didn't didn't do very well and this seems to be a consistent theme across the board with most people it took me a long time to make that ukulele video like just, just like a week straight of filming and editing and filming and editing and filming and editing and then it like you know it didn't get any views which i ex totally expected because it's a different style i understand the way that youtube works i get it i think this is an interesting topic to just stop and discuss for a second because that's not encouraging you know, as a, as someone who is making this stuff, this art, um, you know, we, we try not to, you don't want to do it for the views, but that is a part of it. it. Like there is, if people aren't liking it, you want to also make things that they like. It's a weird balance, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not getting like the feedback you want and you're like, oh, well, I love this, but nobody else did. So maybe I'm wrong. And then you're gonna, it, it makes you feel internally. Now you can, you know, debate and decide what you want to do what's really perfect for you but internally it makes you feel like at least it makes me all i can do is talk about my experience i feel like was it worth it mm -hmm. and then it comes to the whole thing of who are you who are you doing this for so feel that so i don't know i don't know mm -hmm. really what to I say but it's so a really interesting that. thing right mm -hmm. so what do you I think about that so relate so relate uh, every person i've talked to every creative i have talked to who posts stuff on the internet oh I feel that so strongly. It, it's yeah, it's it's not encouraging, mm -hmm. you know, it, at, at face value. And, you know, kind of going back to where I was at the time, it, it made me feel really down. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, I'm putting all this effort into this. And, you know, people don't want it. You know, people don't care. Whereas, you know, when I make something about like memeing Doja Cat, you know, I was like, wow. That's what the people want, <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, it's easy and it's kind of fantasy to say, just do everything for you. Do everything that makes you happy. Do, mm -hmm. you know, do it all for you. But that's not the reality of being a professional creative. Part of being a professional creator means that you're making art for other people, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the reality of it, what it is, you know, there's creating content for other people there is client work perhaps and part of being a professional is learning how to balance creating one for them and one for you mm. and that's a john mayer thing he was asked about his recent album someone asked him how many of the songs of the album are made for you and how many are made for the audience how many are made just to be hits he said one for me one for them and I think I, I, I like that a lot more because it's a lot more realistic, mm. right? You know, you could go skip off into the sunset and say, I'm going to create everything for myself that scratches my own creative itch, you know, and forever just do whatever makes you happy. And hey, if that works out, that's great. But the reality of it is we're going to have to create stuff for other people at some point. Mm -hmm. If we're putting ourselves out there well, that, and so if we want to build an audience, you know, that's what's required. It makes me think of, I don't know who said it, but somebody exactly like that. It was like, if you can say as much as you want, let's say if you're, you're posting videos on YouTube, you can say, I'm not doing it for any people. But he's like, if you're not doing it for other people, make the video and keep it on your computer and watch it whenever you want. 
Uh, that's true. Because mm-hmm. if you're putting it out there, you're intending other people to see it. If you just made it for you, you don't need to share it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that inherently, and it's like a weird thing because it's like, okay, well, I would say, you know, I do it for myself, but there is a part. It's both. It is both. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, part of this also, I think though, if you say like consistency, if you stick with it long enough and try to find both, but, um, like really focus on, let's say on TikTok, if you want to pick up TikTok, I mean, your YouTube channel is an an example of it because you had, you had a following, you know, small following when you were just posting music stuff. Right. But then you're like, that's not really what I want to do right now. I want to do this. And then you switched over and you were getting way less views. Way less people were seeing it. And the longer you stuck with it, you weeded out the people that didn't want to see it. And you got new people that want to see it. So I think mm-hmm. that, that like, you will, if you really want to go, okay, you know what? I know that the views aren't doing good. I want to make videos about my mom, whatever. You stick with it. You will attract those people, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's such a weird, it's such a weird environment to, to mm-hmm. work in as someone who like has thoughts in their mind that they want to put mm-hmm. into the world. Because you got, definitely are like all these rules and it's a game. Like you said, it's a game. That's why the whole, like, is it worth for the, for what part of the game are you playing? You know, are you mm-hmm. trying to gain followers to do what? Okay. Do the Gary V method post 8 million things a day. Right. But then, uh, do you want to work on bettering your art personally? Then you need to focus on quality for a bit. And is there a balance? Do you, maybe you go back and forth. I've gone back and forth between it. It's like, I don't know if there's one answer, but, it's mm-hmm. it's a game. It really is a game, after all, which sucks. But that also, that's like I mean, life's a game, I guess. Really, in society, you know. So, yeah, hmm. yeah, one hundred percent. It's learning how to balance both. I don't think it's an either or thing. Pump out as much high quality things as you can. But, oh, here's an actually. Oh, this reminds me of a conversation that I had when I when I met Heinz. Um, if y'all don't know, Heinz is Harrison and I is like one of our favorite YouTubers, creators, you know, he's super chill. Once wow. again, we'll link all of these people that we're mentioning down below. But I met up with him and I drank tea with him and I had an awesome conversation with him. And we talked about exactly this when I was asking him about quality and quantity and kind of how he stays mentally, you know, grounded mm-hmm. when something that he puts a lot of work into doesn't necessarily succeed. And he told me something. Well, before I get there, he's definitely leaning more towards the quantity group as well. Hence why I'm skewing Mm. a little bit more in that direction. He leans a little bit more in terms of quantity because that's what's worked for him. And is able to do that sustainably with the style of content that he creates. Mm -hmm. And he's able to do that weekly and, you know, do the podcast and everything, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But the one thing that he told me when it came to uh, what we were just talking about of putting a lot of work into something and then it flops what he said, mm. and this changed my mind about cha- about choosing topics, about knowing what to do, about knowing what a good idea is. At the end of the day, you don't know what a good idea is. Mm-hmm. You may think that you know, but you can't travel into the future and see what succeeds. I can guarantee you the videos that have done the best for me are the ones that I never thought would do well. For example, in my case, um, the video of me meeting Annie for the first time that is at like nearly i think like 600 700,000 views that one got us on tv that one i didn't even think twice about it i just made it for annie i just made it for us to look back on but then boom it resonates with people mm-hmm. but then i put in work into something that okay yeah this is really good people are gonna like this i was wrong mm-hmm. at the end of the day you don't know what's good 
or what's not. Only hindsight, (laughs) only hindsight will tell you. And so it's about gathering a large enough sample size. In his words, you know, creating enough and having enough of a sample size, enough of a reference to be like, okay, I kind of know what my audience wants. Let me try out some new things. Okay, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it, what what I took away from that conversation was having the humility to admit that I don't know what's good. Mm -hmm. I can only... In the words of this one chef I saw on MasterChef, I can only cook for my own palate and hope that the judges enjoy my dish. You know, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I cook for my palate first. I create for my vision first and hope that they like it. Yeah. Knowing that I don't know what's good. Mm-hmm. Once I create enough to know, then I can kind of get an idea, but even then I won't. Yeah. I totally agree with the, like, I'm not, I, I'm... I think the reason in this conversation I'm I'm leaning a little more towards the quality side of things because at this very moment that's where I'm focusing. But mm-hmm. I haven't always been like I think there's stages where like mm-hmm. I was doing it weekly and it it, it was working, but I was kind of like getting burnt out. And I was like, I wanna the one video I spent a little extra time on. I was like, it was more fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out what works for me. So at the moment it's like I'm mm-hmm. trying to bring up the quality, like the last. Um, I'm trying to think of where this is. Uh, what came out today? Forty nine, episode forty nine, whatever that is on travel. <laughs> you go check yes. that out. It was edited a little different than previous episodes, and I, what? what? Oh yeah, He's yeah, it was travel today. Wait, yeah, on the YouTube channel was changed. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're a little switched. We're a little okay, all over. Gotcha. There. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, but like. I put a little extra time into that because I was like, I, I want to up the quality a little bit. It's just something's been on my mind. So that's why I'm feeling like that today. However, I, I do agree with you on the, I'm not saying that you can't. I disagree personally with the, the Gary V thing because I, again, personally, I'm trying to do many things. We've got the podcast that I'm putting together. We have to record them. I have to edit them. We've got to put it out, make social clips, blah, 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 blah. YouTube videos, I'm making music, I'm also working and I'm, you know, I've got all these different things I'm trying to do. So I can't do all of those things times seven. It's not possible. I can barely do all of them times one. So um, that's why I disagree with that. But I, I'm, I'm totally with you that like the more you do of something, well, I was, it was not very long. It was like a month and a half or two months, whatever. But when I did a video every week, it became easier. Like you said, like it becomes easier to figure out and, and, and then it's a little less, um, you put less weight on each one, which allows you to kind of let go, which is nice, which is like what you're saying is that you don't know what a good, a good idea is. You just do it and you see what happens. You learn something from the process. So there's definitely um, validity in both. And I think it's fun, like exactly what you said, finding a balance between the two. And if you're a little more, I want to focus on, you know, the quality of something, but you can't, like, I think it can't be the extremes is the important thing I'm trying to note, not touch on here. And I want to know what you think, but like, I, I know people and I know it's common. Like if you are so focused on quality and you're like, I got to get this perfect before I put it out, but you never put anything out. Like, what was the point of it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I I, so you people. can work on this forever, right? Like yeah. I've done that though. I'm like, oh, I got to work. You know what? I'm just going to put it out. Like, let's move on to the next thing. And I'll, mm-hmm. I learned something great from this, but let's do another one. Like, because I can't make this perfect. You need to fail to, you know, figure out, <clears throat> Ooh, you need to fail to figure out what works, right? So, and the other way around, like you can't just focus on how many things can I put out because then you're not, there isn't a form of, uh, 
there isn't there isn't a quality good quality to it like there's it's maybe lacking intent or mm. or some of those things right um but what are your what are your thoughts on that mm. like i think Oh, yeah. Have you ever been there where you're like you focus on oh, something? Totally, dude. So I'm literally long, there right now. <laughs> you never, you never put it out. That's me right now. Um, not necessarily with videos, but with music. I have a song that I have been sitting on for the last two years that I'm just tweaking to perfection. <laughs> okay, interesting. Oh, so interesting. I, I'm definitely, definitely there. I want to get it just right. I want it to be perfect, but perfect right. is unattainable, and I, I know. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Uh, I should just get it done anyway. <laughs> um, though, like, I, I completely agree. On the flip side, my argument for quantity, and I'm not saying that they're mutually exclusive. I think the benefit of quantity, like focusing on that, is that it drives improvement faster. Yes. In the sense that iterations drive improvement. How many times can you iterate something okay so this is this video okay let me make another one okay make another one you get good at making them over and over and over right mm-hmm. speeding up the process instead of you know um oh yes it reminds me of oh here's a perfect anecdote for this um it's the story of the professor and the pottery class or the mm-hmm. photography class it's told uh, either as pottery or photography basically there's a professor and he divides his class into two groups one group he asks to, uh, actually, for both groups, their project at the end of 30 days is to create the best possible pot, right? To create the most nice looking, beautiful vase, pot, whatever it is. Group A, he says, okay, I want you to spend the entire month just trying to make one absolutely perfect pot. Group B, he asks, I want you to make a pot every single day. And according to the story, and it's told many times, group B, the ones who made a pot every single day, even though it wasn't perfect, were the ones who ultimately, objectively, had the better quality pots Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Because while group A was trying to focus on fidgeting and like, oh, what what makes the perfect pot? And pontificating about it, group B was iterating, failing. Right. Right. And I think... In a way, by making things that are, quote, bad quality, mm-hmm. we learn what to fix next oh, time. Yeah. Exactly. And over time, quality gets better. Let's also, let's go in a different direction. Let's talk about Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. What are your it. thoughts? What are your thoughts? What? And first of all, before we even get into this, I'm just going to clarify. No hate at all. No hate. Yeah. No, hate. no, no, no. We're not hating. I, I think he's done wonderful things. Yeah. I mean, he. I, me too. He talks. He, he walks whatever it is, walks the walk. Like he does yeah, he walks what walk. he says. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I give him agree. complete credit for that. Like, like he says that he's going to do something or blah, blah. Like he, he mm-hmm. does what he puts his mind to. And, and he's a, he's definitely knows what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it can be easy when, when anybody doesn't matter if it's him, you get to a certain level, people can blindly follow you without thinking. Mm. And I think that's where there's a problem. That's not on him. That's on his followers. And this could go for celebrities. This can go for literally anybody. Where it's e- it's easy to just go. Well, everybody goes with them. Everybody, you know, he knows what he's doing. So I'm just going to do it and not think have this conversation we're having. And I think to tie it into one thing, I want to say maybe we can move forward in a sec. But um, I guess maybe my my issue with quantity because I totally agree with everything you just said, and and I've experienced it. The more I started making video like music videos, and I was like 14. They were pretty, they were terrible, but 
if I hadn't started at 14, I wouldn't be where I am because I messed up and I failed so many times. You know, it's, so the more you do of something, you know, you mess up whatever you learn. I think my problem with it is that there's a that not that itself, the culture around it on the internet. Mm. I think that's oh, a sep- yeah. and that's a separate thing. And I think yeah. that I haven't separated those because I, I agree with what you're saying. But then if we go into the like, you can be quote unquote successful as like a TikTok or whatever, and just like, oh yeah, I'm I can do 15 videos a day, and and then okay, all of a sudden you've got 15 million followers and whatever. But it's like, but what are you like? How are you impacting the world? You're you're lip syncing to the the new trend or whatever. Like, there's no substance. Maybe that's it. I think my problem with the the quantity culture is that it lacks intent and 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 substance and like depth you know what i mean which is what i think that you can have both i think that you can put out stuff regular but on average like definitely tiktok specifically that whole app is like there is it's it's nothing it literally is like an app of nothing there's no every once in a while you'll find some people that are are using it well but most people aren't and that's my problem with it so I think that people, if they don't think, like Gary's definitely not one of those people that he definitely has thought about this stuff and he would know. But I think it's easy for people to follow that and not think about it. So, um, mm. yeah, I I unfollowed him. I, I I used to hate him. Okay, I think a lot of people are like this. People like hate him. Of course, right? that's how we all. Start. And I was like, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna give him a chance. So I followed Gary mm. for a while, and and I watched all his stuff. And I instead of going like, who is this guy? What does he know? I was like, let's actually, I'm going to, I'm going to think about what he's saying. Like, let me, let me explore what his thoughts are and learn about him. And I was like, you know, he definitely is in the position to share that what he's sharing. He knows a lot. He's a, I think he is really a good person at heart. And, mm-hmm. and that in itself taught me to like, if you don't like something, sit with it, figure out why you don't like it. And mm-hmm. I think I didn't like it because he was right. And I didn't agree with it. Like I, I couldn't get on board with it. Um, for a lot of things. And then I was like, I had enough Gary because <laughs> he posts so much. So I don't follow him anymore. Um, but that's my thoughts on him. And that was a little tangent on, uh, on you just, I don't know, short form video mm, culture. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Once again, it comes to the distinction between art and content, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Content, once again, is to serve the algorithm, it's to grab attention. Art requires depth, thoughtfulness, and it challenges the viewer, the recipient of that art. And it, it's important to, to distinguish between the two. I wouldn't say, like, TikTok is definitely content, not necessarily art. And that's mm-hmm. how I was approaching it as well. But the way mm-hmm. I approach my YouTube videos, it's art, yeah. fully. Mm-hmm. And I think you can have both. Once again, that's what I'm saying. My thoughts on Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me. I think he is one of the mi- most mis understood people on the face of the planet i think at face value you know lots of people we start off hating him you know we think oh my god this guy is full of crap you know he's just trying to sell me something and then you know many people just write him off and immediately assume that oh he is this definition of hustle culture he's super Mm -hmm. toxic productivity all this kind of stuff and i see videos like that um we talked about it when i was at vaynermedia i'm not like, I won't be sharing, like, you know, confidential stuff, of course. But, you know, when I was at Vayner Media, that's something that we talked about, managing that perception that he is something that he is not. Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of videos where people are, like, bashing him for saying, Gary Vaynerchuk says that you should be working, you know, 
16, 20 hours a day grinding your face off, that kind of stuff. No. If you dig into the nuance of what he's saying, he doesn't say that. First and fundamentally, it's like, are you happy? It starts off with, are you happy with your life? And I feel qualified enough to say this because I edited videos for him and I've been a fan of his for the last uh-huh. four years. So fight me. Okay? <laughs> the first thing, I feel so passionately about this. Okay? Yeah. So the first thing is he asks, are you happy? If you're happy with your life, great. Don't listen to him. You've won. Because happiness is the metric first and foremost. Right? The second thing he asks, are you complaining? Are you unhappy with where you're at? Oh, okay, if you're complaining, here's how you do it gratitude perspective patience and if you want the tangible practicalities how to do it this is how i've done it Mm -hmm. this is what works for me and he's talking about what's made him happy because he's built different he Mm -hmm. he likes that kind of life he likes that kind of work life well work (laughs) really he Mm -hmm. likes that kind of grinding aspect to it and that's what makes him happy right he's not saying that you need to do this you need to do that no he's just sharing what's worked for him right and I, I heard him say once, um, he knows that people think that he is like sleep three hours a day, grind for 25 hours. He knows that people think he's that. And he says that he's genuinely not necessarily sad or upset. Well, he, he doesn't like that because like he's been made to be an idol for something that he doesn't believe in, in his own words. He's made to be an yeah, idol for something he doesn't necessarily fair. believe in when it comes to hustle culture and toxic productivity. For some reason, people plaster his name all over it mm-hmm. and put his face right there. But that's not something that he believes in. Do what makes you happy first. And mm-hmm. he's sharing what's made him happy. And it is, you know, that kind of grind set, shall we say. But, you know, I think it requires self-awareness, which is the first thing that he always says. Self-awareness. That's what I'm saying. Like, you. he's probably the most self-aware dude on the internet. Yeah, like, exactly. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I feel like lots of the people that I see who are bashing him and like, you know, are taking whatever sound bite at face value haven't taken the time to actually understand the nuance of what he is saying when it comes to perspective, when it comes to patience, when it comes to self-awareness, mm-hmm. when it comes to gratitude, all these things, right? <sighs> yeah. I mean, you can apply that to anybody, right? Anybody out there that's like just even anybody you meet. Mm-hmm. You know, you really need to dig to to fully understand them. But but to uh, mm-hmm. tie it into what we were talking about, I did use that like mm-hmm. it was like the Gary V you know technique because mm-hmm. he does talk about posting a lot, mm-hmm. um, totally. and I know it works. Like you know, that's why everybody knows who he is. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. that's his thing, and that is like you said, it's fun. Like for me, this is fun. We're doing this right now mm-hmm. is fun. Making music is fun. Um, mm-hmm. for him, working is fun, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he, and that is true. And I've noticed that. Like mm-hmm. that was what I didn't like. I was like like no. I don't want to work all the time. It's like, well, that's not fun for me. But for him, that's like, that's his hobby. Like building businesses from the ground up is his hobby. Building businesses is my (laughs) hobby. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That should be the, that should be the thumbnail of this. There you go. Us us with the five. Yeah. (laughs) I can do if, Hey, if I were, uh, (laughs) if, if this podcast weren't supposed to be as clean as it is, I could do a great Gary. (laughs) He's so funny. Um, you gotta have perspective (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah i think it's a really this is a really good conversation and it's like we we can't even tackle everything in this this Mm -hmm. whatever 40 minutes um but it seems like we both come to the perspective we have a little bit of different thought but we're pretty much in the same Mm -hmm. same page right like i i think there's both i guess it really comes down to what do you if you are one of these people like what is important to you is is Mm. is being a in every essence of the term, a content creator, is that your thing? Like you just want to make stuff, whatever it is, and have people know who you are. 
or are you an artist? And those things entail different, you know, versions of the quality versus quantity and like on that spectrum and balance, right? So um, it's, it's really interesting to think about. Mm -hmm. I think the answer, self-awareness. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to HarrisonKingOfficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life.